0: Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots. I'm James Heal and I'm joined today by Katie Balls and Kate Andrews. Now today the Conservative Home Cabinet rankings are out and Katie what's the big story from that?
1: The big story is effectively that Rishi Sunak's Tory approval rating is negative for the first time since he became Prime Minister according to this Con Home poll which they do monthly. So if you look into the rankings Ben Wallace remains number one and has been for a uh, a very long time. <laughs> James Cleverly, number two. Cammie Baden, number three. Penny Morden four. Steve Barkley, five. So I don't think any of that is particularly surprising. Those people have been quite high up on the last one. But I think what's interesting, there are now nine ministers in negative ratings when I mean, there were six ministers in negative ratings last month in the Cabinet League table. Now... Of this, uh, it's Oliver Dowden a minus 0.4, then Rishi Sunak on minus 2.7. And then you have Greg Hans, Michael Gove, Andrew Mitchell, Grant Shapps, Jeremy Hunt, Robert Jenrick and Therese Coffey. What does this tell us? I mean, I think in a way it just confirms the fact it's been a really difficult period for Rishi Sunak since the local elections, really, where the local elections, I think, burst the recovery narrative. And since then, there's been a sliding. And you speak to MPs now, speaking to MPs this week, everyone's trying to work out what exactly did it. But I think you go back and we did say on this podcast quite soon after the local election results things felt very loose in government in the sense you had the national conservatism conference yesterday we had the new conservatives lots of quite noisy mps taking advantage of the fact there was perhaps not a news vacuum but the fact that Rishi student has a quieter style than say boris johnson and therefore if you don't have and one mp did say to me i like, said well what would you, What? What should Rishi Sunak have done to get the attention? But there is something about if Rishi Sunak is not making a lot of noise or being as visible, and yes, he's been on the world stage, but being as visible, I think, as some of his predecessors were, it does open an opportunity for, for example, a splinter group which is pretty marginal in the New Conservatives to be the number one story for a point on BBC Politics homepage. You can debate, you know, the choice of putting it there versus this, but I think it's just. Um, emblematic of the problem which rishi sunak is finding himself in and you also of course have i think away from media just a situation where the prime minister is unpopular you wouldn't be that surprised when you think about rising mortgage rates which will move on to this podcast and we had Tory psychodrama in terms of the boris johnson situation the by-elections will cement that feeling i think um next month and difficult times on those five priorities so it's all um proving to be quite a turgid <laughs> time effectively for the Prime Minister I still think you know we're not in this period of mutiny against Rishi seen you know, by any means it's just our MPs are becoming a bit more fatalistic about what's going to happen and then you also I think the other thing to note about this league table is we are expecting a reshuffle both from Labour and the Tories so if you're looking ahead to the Tory reshuffle whether it's this side of the summer or in the autumn now I think As I first wrote uh, last week, Steve Barkley, someone who could potentially be moved. But you're looking and a lot of the people who often, you know, some talk about Ben Wallace stay. Um, And I think he Binlock is safe. But of course, there have been reports of some tension there in the past. And you start thinking, think, well, all those people are quite popular on this. So it doesn't stop you from doing things. It just does mean you're in a little bit of a weaker place. If you start, uh, you know, as an as, as a figure who is, less popular than those people start moving even more popular in terms of what a message it sends to your base.
0: And today Kate there's the news that the average five-year fixed rate mortgage has risen above six percent. Tell us about this.
2: So this was a bit of an inevitability a few weeks ago as I'm sure listeners will remember if they weren't experiencing it themselves we saw that the average two-year fixed rate mortgage hit six percent. When that happened and the spectator uh did a cover piece for the magazine about mortgages and the pain that people were feeling uh, and the difficult economic reality that you know this is what interest rates are supposed to do they're supposed to take heat out of the economy um, it, you know it, it, it is that painful reality at that time the five-year fixed rate mortgage was already at 5.7 percent and rising so the fact that it's now climbed to six percent I don't think is the most surprising story but of course that doesn't really provide comfort to anybody set to renew their mortgage I think it's interesting looking at the latest cabinet ranking list from conservative home because you have rishi sunak in the negative you have chancellor jeremy hunt in the negative these are of course people who have recently had to start saying no um in in, in a much louder uh, and more stern voice because in recent weeks you've had members of the tory party saying well can't we get some mortgage relief here can't we help people with these bills can't we help people with their interest payments on mortgages and the chancellor and and rishi sunak i think for the first time really have have come out and it's just been a resounding no. Uh, You know, we are not going to interfere with the economy in that way. That's different, obviously, to COVID and furlough, different to all the energy subsidies and schemes that have been going around. So not surprising that, you know, they're taking a bit of a hit there. I think Jeremy Hunt's made very clear where the support will come. And he has met with lenders. He did a few weeks ago, uh, back when two-year fixed-rate mortgages hit 6%, that we're going to be looking at repayment holidays, we're going to be looking at moving people to interest-only payments, Uh, but it, it really doesn't look like there's going to be any subsidy, frankly, as painful as it is, I think quite rightly so. What we might see, however, is more pressure on the banks To make good on the benefits of rising rates and not just focus on the cost, so a lot's being made of the fact that there's a four percentage point difference, a gap between mortgage rates and saving rates. So one of the ideas behind higher interest rates is if you're saving money, you benefit from that, and people certainly aren't benefiting at the same rate that you know they're having to fork out more money for their mortgages. And uh, the FCA is going to be meeting with bank leaders later this week to talk about that. And I think if you are going to see any pressure on lenders, if there's going to be any pressure, this is where we're going to see it to make sure that uh, as rates go up, people can feel some of those benefits as well as the pain.
0: I mean, Labour were sticking largely with what the Tories were saying on this. But then the last few days, Rachel Reeves has now come out and said that, you know, blame the Tory mortgage bombshell. But she says that Labour would make sure all mortgage holders are protected, including buy-to-let landlords. I mean, surely that's economic illiteracy.
2: I'd love to know how she's going to do that. Is the government going to start setting mortgage rates? Um, You know, if you thought Last year's mini budget and interference from politicians uh, and, you know, borrowing pledges and all the rest of it uh, had an impact on international markets. I'd, I'd love to see how the Labour Party plans to deliver that. Look, you know, this is the benefit of opposition, right? Rachel Reeves probably doesn't have to go into specifics, but the closer we get to an election, the more people are going to ask those questions. And I think the reality, especially when mortgages were like the headline news for a good solid week, you know. That issue with two-year fixed mortgages happened to come the same week that we had yet another interest rate hike from the bank, so it was like headline news when more pressure was put on Labour, they did seem to fall in line and also you know, make very clear that this is not a place for government intervention. But I suppose with it being slightly less of a story now, seeming more like an inevitability, these very political statements can come out and you don't have to back it up, do you?
0: And Katie, what's the sense in government of how ministers are reacting to these rising mortgage rates? I mean, is there a sense of when it's going to peak at all, or how much pain this can possibly inflict on the Conservatives? Yeah,
1: so I've seen some periods where there was a crisis, you have that rally round the flag effect. So... That happened in COVID. Initially, a huge popularity for the Tory government. But then obviously, as soon as you had the the economic pain or response catch up, things got more complicated. But therefore, I don't think anyone expects Richard to be doing very well right now. I think lots of Tory MPs, though, would much prefer it to be about a 12-point lead than what was becoming almost a consistent 18-point lead. Perhaps even going higher still. But I think the the hope in government and probably the reasonable... Good case scenario is that inflation is going to fall significantly by the second half of the year. And therefore, you just get through the summer and get to the autumn, there could be better news. Now, we have seen that that Treasury inflation tracker has actually, you know, at points been too optimistic compared to what's really happened. And then I think, obviously, you still need, even if that happens, I think a point Kate has made uh, before is inflation falling, it still takes a long time to feed through. So you can have, for example, that priority, Rishi Sunak could still meet. Every day there's a new piece saying, uh, you know, not going to meet the five priorities. But you could have Rishi Sunak meeting his priority to halve inflation by the end of the year but still not people quite feeling the benefit of that and then of course it's the time at which it feeds into uh, mortgages it's interesting that there's been a huge rise in the number of tracker mortgages at the moment because lots of people are just looking at this in terms of consumers and are just taking a punt that it is going to get better around locking into some of these really high rates Kate do you think that is a reasonable thing to do?
2: A lot of people who have to remortgage right now are going to be thinking, what do I want to lock into for a significant period of time? So people who might have been more inclined to go for something like a five-year may be thinking, gosh, I don't want to lock in at 6% or 7% on a five-year mortgage. But at the same time, what if things get worse? And Katie, I think that's going to be the key thing for Rishi Sunak. What are the offers going to be on mortgages next year? What are the expectations around where interest rates will peak? That keeps moving. A few months ago, we thought that would be at about 4.5%. Now it's expected it's going to be at, like, over 6%. So, you know, where do people think interest rates are going to peak? At what point do they think they might start coming down? And 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 I think, unfortunately, for a lot of people, you know, it, as Katie was saying, it takes a long time for the hike in interest rates to be felt in the real economy. And so they're probably going to have to be, well historically very normal but high for these days for some period of time um so people are going to be having to factor all of these decisions in um uh, when it comes to 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 remortgaging and f- you know for people who went towards the top of their budget there may not be that much disposable disposable cash at the moment to be spending on these higher payments so you know going into next year even if Neck technically meets some of these pledges say to have inflation. That does not mean interest rates come down right away. Uh, that doesn't mean he's actually halved inflation. It means he's halved the rate of inflation, so prices are still going up. And people are talking about years of their lives, recommitting to their mortgages and the amount of time they're going to spend in one place. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really near impossible to predict how that's all going to pan out. So I think in the best case scenario, you're nervous about what the future holds. And in the worst case scenario, you're asking yourself, can I actually make these payments?
0: Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Katie. And thank you for listening to Coffee House Shots.